Are you tired of not paying for your favorite product? Patreon.com slash Roastmortemcast. What's a Patreon, you say? It's a website where fans can support their favorite content creators. <laughs> Sounds like a deal. 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 <laughs> this is only if you got the money. We got koozies. We got custom obituaries. We got stickers. We have movie commentaries that you download and watch with said movie. It's like you have friends in the room. What if I don't like history? You're wrong. You love history. How much money can I give? Anything will help. We like doing the show. We're going to do it anyway. Mike's losing us money at every corner. Roast Mortemcast is here to help you take a load off that wallet. It's all been arranged just for us to get your money. I'm telling you that you need to give money to Roast Mortem Podcast so we can do it even better. Are you tired of exploiting these four men? Or you could even sponsor. You got a stupid-ass business? I'd love to talk about your business. Point point. I'm too busy to read. Where can I find this podcast? So call today at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. That's R-O-A-S-T-M-O-R-T-E-M-C-A-S-T at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Yeah, if you want to buy me a beer, that's cool too, you know. Ooh, it's gonna feel so good when everything falls to shit and that dick chili fucking spills all over the floor. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! Hello, welcome back to Roast Mortem Podcast, 2019's official Harry Potter fan club podcast. Uh, Harry Potter was a boy ghost, and he lived inside Stop of an old hollow tree. Yeah. And then he met his friend named Hargrid, and he, they had friendly slugs that they raised from children. Perfect. It's a really heartwarming story. I'm We're not talking about Harry Potter. I brought like ten books with me. Shut the fuck up. There's only eight of them. <laughs> Seven of them. Wait, isn't she writing more on napkins? <laughs> uh, she might be. She's got really nice napkins now. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm Travis. I am a napkin collector. <laughs> I am Cody. I am also a napkin user from time to time. No, you're not a, you're uh, not a collector like I am. My name is Mike, yeah. and I use napkins to blow my nose. Ew! How dare you? That's why you Scrap look like an alcoholic, you, you right? Savage. <laughs> you got that rough nose. Yeah. You look like my old principal. <laughs> got to deal with these fucking kids. <laughs> oh, I would, I would, I would. All right, so, uh, yeah, we got a, a, an episode for you. That's I assume that's why you're listening to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, how's your week? <laughs> I can. <laughs> um... I'm, I'm done. Guys, I'm done. I'm tapping out. No, you gotta tell me. This is a brand new week. Okay. I'll say something real quick. Did, did you ever? Have you guys ever made yourselves like a bachelor lunch just to get something down, but it like ended up being too tasty, and you're just like, well, this is something. This is another thing I have to do that for myself that probably won't get me laid, but it was just so nice. I don't follow this at all. You, you, are you talking lunch? about making a spaghetti that's too big? No, I put pastrami and marinara in a tortilla, and it turned out too tasty for me to, like, not do only once. Oh, so now you're stuck in the house forever? <laughs> yeah, just eating that. Cody's 600-pound life? <laughs> it's a good life. I like it. Hey, man. It's all about indulging, especially uh, out when you're out in uh, Earth's only tropical paradise. Hawaii. 
So that was Cody's week. He's getting fatter. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, Mike, how was your week? Glad you asked. I'm now a millionaire. What? What'd you do? I want to scratch off. You want to scratch off? Yeah. Go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcastmike, and you'll find a delightful little subscription to your own podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Sweet. And we can divvy up that money fairly, where it's in my name. Perfect. Sounds I'll, good. I'll make decisions for you. Just give me the ticket already. I want the golden ticket so I can get more snacks. <laughs> well, speaking of snacks, how was your week, Travis? Snack filled. Let me tell you. I went. Stop. I did. Um, did one of those. You know how they do like pub crawls? Yeah. I did it with sweet shops. My teeth are rotting. Oh, that's cool. I hopped wow. from sweet shop to sweet shop, skipping my way along the dandy licorice lane. I believe I skip anywhere. Yeah, I think it's all a bunch of rascals. <laughs> Yeah, you just, why you rascal along the licorice lane? Yeah, rascal along. Bring your, your diabetic ass from one sweet shop to another. I got chocolate slimlies and what was the blueberry, best had? blueberry blash bands. And I'm just imagining Travis like being like the leader of like a roving band of raccoons that just break into candy shops at night. It's me, dude. You heard it here first. Travis is friends with too many raccoons. Uh, you started that relationship with one Miko, I believe, right? <laughs> don't talk about my boy like that. Yeah. Don't talk about my son like that. Well, there's Travis talking about fucking his bed again. I yeah. wasn't talking about fucking my bed. I was talking about fucking a, a, a stuffed animal that I didn't. I didn't even understand what my penis was doing. I didn't understand. I was a young boy. Cody, who's on the chopping block? <sighs> I'm very glad you asked, because on the chopping block tonight, we have one Agnes Gonks Boyachu. Agnes Gonks? Do, that does sound like a Pokemon, but that is actually none other than Mother Teresa of Calcutta. What? Wait, she's a gunk? And believe it or not, there's two X's in that name that aren't pronounced like X's, so I had a field day uh, reading pronunciation guides. And I'm titling this episode, When You Turn the Other Cheek Too Many Times, You End Up Doing a Goatsy. <laughs> wow. Dude, I never understood that expression, turn the other cheek. Yeah. Are you talking about butts so- or faces? It's Originally, it's meant for faces, and when somebody slaps you, you're supposed to offer up your other cheek for them to slap to. What? Yeah, it's cuck yeah. shit. Straight cuck shit. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's complicated, but not at the same time. It's not complicated. It means that you're a pussy. Uh, all right, well, tell us about this pussy, Mother Teresa. I'm already offensive. Nice. Good. Strap in. We're, we're going to go hard with like the religious bashing right now. I'm, I'm glad. I th- are we coining the idea of calling Mother Teresa a fucking pussy? Yeah! What yeah, right so. She was a puss. What a pussy. What a she pussy. She was a wrinkly, old, haggard <laughs> puss. All right, cool. Show us some folds. Yeah. <laughs> not really folds, they're creases. All right. Like, in my mind's eye, she's always, like, 84. Yeah, she was never young. Of. She just fell out of her mother like a wrinkly bag. I think that's how they come out of Calcutta. Yeah. Where's Calcutta? Uh, India. Oh, India? Oh. We, yeah. were, we were wrong! Trav and Mike were taking bets before as to where she was from. I believe Travis said Idaho, and Mike <laughs> said uh, Nebraska. I did not say that. Yeah, I believe yeah. you both said that. I said gotcha. Spain. So we're talking about we're talking about a saint. I think this is our second saint that we're doing on Roast Mortem Cast. Oh we, yeah, we, we did Saint Brendan, and then we also did the first Saint Kevin. 
on the countdown episode. Holiday one. Oh, yeah. Yes. So this is our third. So let's say third saint. Yeah, why not? We're going to do things a little bit different. She's going to die at the three quarters mark of this episode because, you know, sainthood, all that good shit. Yeah, a lot happens to be canonized, yeah. you know. This, yeah, sainthood party doesn't start until the person in question is dirt napping and boycotting oxygen. That's true. Sometimes yes. you just got to rise up, Hosanna. Hosanna, rise up. Candy and blueberries in my cup. Thank you for that. <laughs> I don't. You've never been to church, have you? <laughs> I have been. Yeah. Every Saturday I go to church. That's, That's not when church happens. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know. I, whatever. I get itchy when I go to churches. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just as a pondering point, I want you guys to wonder and think in your mind head boxes. What would you guys like to be the patron saint of? All right, I got it already. So just just let, let, let that simmer, let it evolve, okay. let it stew. I'm holding it in here. Okay, but, I might blur uh, it. We're, we're going to get deep into it right now. I've actually thought about this for many nights, so I'm okay. Good. There you go. I'm covered. All right, Tom's loaded. I gotta think. All right, while you think, we're going to get right into it. Born Agnes Gonks Boyachu, August 26, 1910, Kosovo Ottoman Empire, Ooh. in a capital called Skopje. Her middle name, Gonks, means small flower in Albanian. Now, isn't that lovely? That's a gross way to say small flower. She looked like a small weed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like a small, rugged tumbleweed that got nothing in life. Yeah, really. Ugh. Pass me the Gonks. On the cusp of puberty, instead of squirting whiteheads onto the mirrors of her parents like the rest of us, she was hearing God whisper in her shitty ear. <laughs> oh, really? Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God said, hey, you should commit yourself to that hot and steamy religious life. Mm. And from there, she followed orders, you know, from the voice in her head, like you do. And Riding an avalanche of religious themes and motifs snowballed. 1928, at the age of 18, she was listening to the Christ man Jesus whispers in her head, and she left home to join the Sisters of Laredo Abbey in Rathfurham, Ireland. I hate pronouncing that. How did she get that far? Who gave her a ticket? Missionary, man. They move all over. They teach things. They they squeeze the shoulders of uh, poor lepers and be like, you should be a Catholic now. That's a good point, but I always vision it going the other way. Like, we don't want you Indian people over in white country. Oh, yeah. We're going to come to you and tell you how to be how. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was Ireland. So, like, this is where she picked up her English. And I'm always fucking weirded out hearing her speak because it's like Irish accent with an Indian accent underneath it. And it's just like, ooh. Well, wait. That's, can we, that's weird. I can't even can, pretend to do that. Yeah, can, can yeah we, I can neither. Can we talk about what else was Jesus whispering in her ear? You know what I mean? Because Jesus liked to bang whores. That Mary Magdalene. What's that one Ying Yang twin song? Whisper in your ear. It's constantly whispering in her ear. You don't want to listen to that song with headphones on because <laughs> you will jump off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously, was she like, uh, yo, hey, Mother Teresa, you want to go to Arby's? Got half off roast beef sandwiches. <laughs> Dude, me and Joseph just went, fries. <laughs> <laughs> the Christ man Jesus whisper her, whispered to her twice in her life, and this is the first time, and he was saying, Jesus was saying in her head box, like, yo, do the missionary thing, travel around, teach. And uh, the second time Jesus whispered, he contradicted his first whisper, but like, we'll get into that a little bit later. So if you can't do, you teach. 
There you, you go. You can't beat Jesus. You just gotta teach Jesus. Oh, yeah, but teach the Jesus. So her subconscious was Jesus. But yeah, but being a nun is like the opposite because all they do is teach, and there's nothing above doing that. Super nun. It's like if you pope. If you're not doing anything, teach. What about pope? Pope doesn't Pope's do anything. Cool. He teaches. No, the, pope just, just chills. Teachers? They all have the same job. Uh, I think the pope just makes Jesus laws and shit, and I don't know. He runs around his little scooter rascal, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, hey, Italians, oh, yeah, hey, Baba B." I've seen it. Good point. <laughs> Great point. So, uh, Ireland is where she got her stinky religious foot in the door, and was able to sway Irish and Western beliefs with uh, child rearing, contraception, and abortion later on in her life. But we'll get there. Her first religious vows were on May 24th, 1931, when she was 21. All right. And you get a new name when you take your religious vows. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you yeah. get to take a saint name. Yeah. Yeah. So she wanted the name uh, Teresa de Lisieux, uh, the patron saint of missionaries. Wait, of, of mis- a missionary position? The yeah, patron that, saint that's of the right. missionary It's a little position. redundant. Mm-hmm. Patron saint of missionary position? Well, no, no, not the missionary position. It's just redundant that you would be the missionary... The saint of what you're doing already. Missionary. That they asked you to do. Yeah, it'd be like, I'm Cody, the saint of Cody's. It's like going to a supermarket and getting a job and asking for a raise. They're like, all right, you're the raisin manager. Yeah. Like, you don't need to manage raisins. They sell themselves. Yeah, and then also they're like, Mm -hmm. you should go in the back room because there's a giant raisin that's ready for missionary. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. California. Yeah, we can call Mother Teresa a... Wrinkly raisin. (laughs) So, Agnes wanted the name Teresa de Lisieux, patron saint of missionaries, but Womp, another sister, had already taken that username. (laughs) (laughs) So, instead of being Teresa de Lisieux 69420, with underscores in between, she just opted to tweak the spelling of Teresa, dropping the H and swapping the E for an A. So that's why she has Teresa, the slightly more Spaniard approach of the name. Mother Teresa. Is she the saint of the same thing, though? Just spelled She's not a saint yet. She's not a saint yet. No, but yet. I mean, but like, but she's. But the saint that she was named after. Yeah, saint. Yeah, the same saint, but she just changed the. So there's changed another the Mother Teresa? Bit, so it. So it counts. Yeah, there's another. There's another. Um, Saint Teresa. Saint, not uh, Saint Teresa. Another missionary. Missionary Teresa. Teresa? Uh, also, uh, who's counting? Who's counting yeah, Teresa's? Who, who's, like, who got that? Yeah, who's email? the admin? Yeah. yeah, like, oh yeah, you don't get to be that name. Yeah. Isn't that the Pope's job? It doesn't fly like that. A cardinal? That's a bird. Yeah, he's a bird. <laughs> I am Karen, patron saint of Let Me Speak to Your Manager. Uh, yeah. So Teresa settled down, started doing uh, what the head whispers told her to do. She started teaching and eventually became a headmistress at the convent. You know, like how all the good porns start. Ha, yeah. Uh, <laughs> September 10th, 1946, Christ's man Jesus phones up Mother Teresa's head again and contradicts his first whispers, believe it or not. What are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Whoa! Like, who, who told you to teach things? I didn't want you teaching. I wanted you out in the streets taking care of the diseased, the poor and the homeless. Go go play with those fuckers Wait, real quick. Wait, so now she turns to like the Banksy of church. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> like, you can think of it Fuck yeah, dude! Check this out, there's a big rat spread here on a wall, babies are dying! Yo, economic <laughs> stepman, McDonald's. <laughs> so... Like any good Catholic figure, she has a very slight and mild BDSM fetish, you know. What? what? Suffering of the Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, suffering you is know. hot. You ever see that uh, Mel Gibson South Park episode? 
No, I haven't actually. No. Oh wow, you're you're in for a treat when you get around to it. Well, the funny thing is, is about roast mortem podcasts is that none of us, uh, except for you, Cody, enjoy comedy at all. This I is not it. a comedy. Mm-hmm. We don't oh, no. take in comedy as we've talked about before. I mean, Cody, you're an, you're an exception. You've watched what four or five South Park episodes? Yeah, they're all all both of them were good. We're a serious podcast. Yeah, I don't even watch films. I go to the opera. I never smile. Mm-hmm. And they're not the funny operas. Oh, that's no one's smiling. No one's laughing either. It's all just spasms. Spraying each other oh, in the face wow. with asbestos. Uncontrollable. Being in the basement. <laughs> I can't breathe. It just happens that way. So there she is. She's getting slightly lady rigid over pain and suffering. She's idolizing and exalting it. She's seemingly not doing enough to counteract the suffering. I will even argue she's prolonging the suffering because it's the thing she idolizes. All right, so what is the suffering? Is she actually beating herself? Is this like, uh, what's that word? No, other people suffering, right? Like yeah, yeah. The, the is... homeless, the starving children. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. like she's so, shicking over these like kids starving in the street. Right, and if yeah, yeah, there you go. If everything is good in the world, she has no job, so we can't let that happen. <laughs> so she's yeah. beating herself. No, no, no uh, she's not. Damn it, Mike! Not self-flagellating just yet. She's going down the streets. She's going, hey man, you want a, a hamburger? I will get you one. Just four ham millies, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's offering hamburgers to Indian people. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm just picturing like instead of yeah, she she takes she takes the 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 Big Mac and pulls it out of what looks like a trap. You know, you know, the little sleeve that comes in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Little, she uh-huh. puts it in like a bear trap. It's like, oh, you oh. guys are hungry. She's like bribing people. Who oh. wants it? Like that type of pain and suffering. Yeah, when you reach in to get it, all of a sudden a Bible gets you. By the, yeah. by, it gets you by the oh, bush, twelve twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> She's quoted as saying, Mass is the spiritual food that sustains me, without which I could not get through a single hour of my life. In the slums, we see Christ and touch him in the broken bodies. So right. she's fucking weird. Yeah, she's like This is like creepy great aunt status yeah. weird. She likes seeing people hurt destroyed she she ruined fucked up and all that good stuff Mm. makes her feel good big fan of uh let the bodies hit the floor let the body hit the floor yeah so i've been singing that a lot recently (laughs) have i yeah you've been singing a lot of drowning pools i I am drowned in a pool of sweets says (laughs) men when asked do you teach the poor to endure their lot she replied I think it is very beautiful for the poor to accept their lot, to share it with the passion of Christ. I think the world is much being helped by the suffering of the poor people. So it's just like, oh, fuck oh, her. Come on. She's cool. pro-suffering? Yeah, dude. It's seeming like she, she's, she's got a lady boner for it. She's fetishizing the broken body imagery to, you know, get closer to Jesus, man. Okay, well, I, I think a lot of those... Uh evangelicals what, what are they called not the the televangelists televangelists yeah, they yeah. Kind of, they're they're all like that too brian osling what's their name what's his name joel joel, joel Osteen. Osteen. Oh, loves that Osteen. shit yeah yeah don't come in my church he's like jesus told you to drink only mountain dew never see a dentist that's a devil we're gonna take a quick detour and set up the uh socio-political background because it's the reason why there's so many broken bodies around in the area it helps and it is the manure in which this small flower begins to take root and i'm gonna i'm gonna conjecture if it wasn't for these uh local hardships in the area that she wouldn't have gained the fucking religious traction she's about to and become the 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 saint she would eventually become she was at the right open mic 
Yes. <laughs> I like that. And by <laughs> op- open mic, you mean starving children. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. So let us talk about the Bengal famine of 1943. World War II fuckery cut off rice trades and supply routes to the area. Supplies dwindled and humankind, when confronted with this, gets panicky and shitty when the supply dips. The government abolished market regulations on the staples. And just like that, dread and hysteria set in and you have every link in the food supply chain Gouging prices, hoarding products, skimming off the top, general fuckery. And Mother Teresa's eating all that shit up. She's like, fuck yeah, this is yeah. Oh, <laughs> need my time to shine. Oh, she's flicking Hiding. that fucking, that uh, Calcutta bean. Just I'm looking hungry. Around. Look at this suffering. Oh, man, I love these sinners. <laughs> Let me buy 10 rice. I'm going to steal it all from them. <laughs> <laughs> and if you rinse and repeat this frenzy, uh, it cycles into a whirlwind of skullduggery. And just like that, three million Bengalis perish because of human greed and shitty politics. Ooh. And like we said in the last podcast, starving to death is one of the fucking shittiest ways to go. Sure is. Yeah. It's fucking really drawn suck. out. It hurts the entire time. I'm hungry not just thinking about fun. that. You're hungry just thinking about it, Mike? Yeah. The human suffering or your will to live? <laughs> My will to live. Okay, good. He's healthy. Yeah, he just wants to go to Burger King that he can afford, not seven (laughs) rice. (laughs) Seven rice. (laughs) And the tragedy of this entire turd-juggling fiasco is, this famine is man-made. The earth, Mother Nature, didn't have any problems. She was fucking making rice and making all the food staples. Easy peasy. Mm. That's the one thing I love about Mother Earth, is that she knows her rice. She's, I think, the only person that's cooler than Mother Earth... Uncle Ben. Yeah, Uncle Ben is oh, the yeah. He's nice, too, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Now I got a horrible image of Mother Teresa and Uncle Ben just <laughs> fucking on top of a roof. <laughs> no! That's a pile of rice. Yeah, big old rice yeah. roof over a bunch so, of starving Indian kids. Norlene's fucking classic rice yeah. everywhere. Oh, I like Zatarans. That's that's the jazz rice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so famines usually arise from drought, flood, or blights, but this one is just mankind being shitty and dropping the ball. So the local population is either very upset or very decomposed because of this famine. You don't get to choose. No, no. Wait, are you decomposing or upset? (laughs) Or both? You got to pick one. You got to pick one. Henry, what's wrong? My legs. I can't feel them. You're fine. Praise God. Hosanna upon high. Rice is for me. (laughs) Now, hungry tum-tums wasn't the only problem in the area. There was also... A dash of violence in the mix. Something called Direct Action Day. And that, just just the name of that is just like, ooh. Sounds pretty mean. It sounds pretty dystopian fucked up. And essentially what it is, is we have a stew of Indian and Pakistani tensions. And we have the British Imperial Dong just agitating and stirring up the entire chili pot. Dude, have you ever stirred chili with your dog? <laughs> is Why this coming from experience, like Cody? You have. No, I'm asking you. I never even thought about stirring chili with my dog. It sounds like a great idea. It does. Well, no. A little burn tip. <laughs> All right, so Cody, tell us about this chili dong stir, and I want to hear more. August 16th, 1946, the Muslim League <laughs> and the Indian National Congress had a little bit of a falling out regarding Muslim self-sovereignty. It's iffy. The Muslim League had agreed to prior concessions for eventual sovereignty, but the Indian Congress 
the Indian Congress and the British Raj kind of had other plans. Direct action was planned against the British and the Indians, and there's a little bit of debate whether it was planned as a violent protest or it was a peaceful one that fucking got way, way fucking out of Nevada hand mm, okay and escalated to like a shit show but government uh, government mismanagement polarized and exacerbated the whole fucking thing uh, oh. muslim media stated only muslims were targeted and the british armed forces went in and just fucking complicated the matters and fucked everything up well you can leave it to the brits to uh mm. you know get in everyone's way for a little while right yeah this is mine now and yeah. Teresa's just packing that rosary bead into her butthole just waiting to pull it out oh, she's yeah. like oh she's yeah like, let me get as many as I can in there oh, Ooh, wow. it's gonna feel so good when everything falls to shit and that dick chili fucking spills all over the floor <laughs> I just see her running around with this rosary bead sticking out of her butt around, around a playground going right where you'll see that, that's exactly what happened. And in the end of Direct Action Day, it culminated in nationwide riots. Aggressors were armed with clubs, swords, and firearms. They would hijack taxis, fuck shit up here, fuck shit up there. Oh, it sounds like Fourth- Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ended with 4,000 deaths and 100,000 homes destroyed Holy within shit. 72 hours. Damn. And if you're uh, keen on your history books, this fiasco would sow the seeds, which eventually led to Pakistan splintering off from India, as we know it today. Basically, if there's any place on Earth that's going to start a nuclear war, it's the border between Pakistan and India. Wow. That's how fucking tense it is. And, like, it's, they're constant. Have you ever seen, there's, like, a video of these guys, like, parading in front of each other, and they're doing this, like, like, throwing their legs up in the air. Showing their moves. Yeah, and they, like, Basically, like, it's like two peacocks showing their colors next to each other. Don't fuck with and me. And they're docking? Yeah, it's very... Docking news. Kind of like wow. Bollywood homoerotic. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But mm. it's on this Pakistan-Indian border. Border still exists today. Yeah, just go there anytime. <laughs> <laughs> they're just docking nukes at the border. <laughs> <laughs> so, here is where the balls on Mother Teresa are most fullest and ready for her bullshit. Big balls on this, Teresa. Yeah. And again, I'm going to say, if not for these two huge tragedies, humankind would would not have swallowed any of her bullshit. Mm. Well, takes a tragedy to make a hero. You know what I mean, guys? Takes two tragedies to make a Mother Teresa. Oh, Mm. wow. Two saggy tragedies. (laughs) (laughs) So there she was, in the shit of Indian and Pakistani turmoil, the worst of it. She experienced violence and misery up to her leathery nips. She was <laughs> out on the streets, resorted to begging for food and resources. Oh, jeez. She experienced doubt, loneliness, and even temptation like any good religious figure. A nun that previously worked alongside Teresa offered her her cushy teaching job back. She's like, you don't need to be doing all this in the gutters. But Jesus told her you gotta do it, dude. Jesus, the Jesus voice was strong and loud in her wrinkly head. It's just nonstop yelling. You said uh, Jesus only came twice, but it was yep. a continuous yell for <laughs> years. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of the fucking streets! <laughs> do as I say! I didn't get stigmata for nothing! Jesus was the king of coming twice. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. I mean, come on, I, I've come twice in three days. <laughs> Not fucking hard. It's easy. 1950, Mother Teresa founds her notorious Missionaries of Charity. 
It would care for the hungry, the naked, the homeless, the crippled, the blind, the lepers, all those people who feel unwanted, unloved, uncared for throughout society. People that have become a burden and were shunned by everyone. Would she pin them all against each other in the Legends of the Hidden Temple? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Silver Lepers. Omek, take it away. (laughs) Now, these missionaries of charity were simply referred to as homes for the dying on the street. They offered end-of-life sacraments to Hindus, Muslims, and Catholics. So, it's nice. It's pretty all-inclusive. So, she would set up, like, basically hospice for people who live down the street? Yeah. a soup shelter? So, what happened if you got caught lying? Like, they saw you in the street... And they're like, hey, you dying? Like, yeah, yeah, I am. I'd like a hey, bed. you're just a hipster with a liver problem. I'd like to have a bed, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not dying. Get out of here. <laughs> Shoo. Yeah. So these end-of-life sacraments, Muslims were read the Koran, Hindus were thrown in the Ganges, and Catholics received something called extreme unctions. Mm, great necrophages song. Is it? Ooh, yeah. I didn't know. Mm. Listen to Heavy so, Hole un- Podcast. Do it. Essentially, for extreme unctions, a holy man would show up, drizzle olive oil and some holy words on you, and leave. Dude, that's this is also known as how, anointing the sick. How long would he leave you in the oven? <laughs> oh, ooh. Uh, fucking India's really hot, man, so just until you were done. I don't know. That sounds like I've fantasized about getting drizzled in olive oil. You have been drizzled in olive oil. When? when? I was there. You t- I was on the other side of the two-way window. Yeah, and you told me off record. Oh, yeah. I'm bringing it to the record. Well, I used to use olive oil to jerk off when I was a kid. Not with Miko the raccoon, mind you. We forgot until now. Well, I wasn't yes, trying to bring it up. I'm just saying olive oil works as an excellent lubricant. Co- <laughs> Cody and Mike. Who brought that up? Oh, Travis did. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Oh, okay, cool. Cody, keep talking about Mother Teresa. She's getting oiled. <laughs> so one of you guys joked earlier about faking entry to these uh, houses for the dying for a bed. But there weren't beds. There were just shitty cots, there was a communal toilet, and there was no visitation. Why can't oh. anyone visit them? Like prison? Because they're dying. They're, they, you know. have to die alone. Yeah, You have to. Oh, it's, it's everyone's dream to die alone. Oh, yes. These, <laughs> these missionaries of charity kept their stinky pile of money in the Vatican Bank, which, if you don't know, is very hush-hush with their information and access. So that sets up, uh, that foreshadows some uh, shady money uh, dealings later on in our story, but we'll continue. Mm. Uh, Mother Teresa had a sweet half a year of medical training under her belt (laughs) while she was uh, taking care of all these people, and she was also teaching other people to take care of the less fortunate. Dude, you look lumpy. You got leprosy. Let me put a (laughs) Band-Aid on that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, let's use two just in case. I'm going to put this thermometer in your butt, and when I take it out, I'm going to pretend I know what I'm doing. <laughs> now, for reference, your average Western doctor invests about 20 times as much training and schooling. I'm basically picturing her as Justin Long's character in Idi- Idiocracy. Oh. Dude, you're like totally like, straw. Yeah, which is, it's not a comedy. That's no. a documentary, by yeah. the way. So, yeah. yes, good point. She and her staff were caught rinsing used needles with cold water. And one, and one asked, like, why the fuck are you doing that? Couldn't you use hot water? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> right. no, there's no hot water where she is. It's only holy water. <laughs> there, there was a lot of holy water, but uh, I don't know. Rust is rust. Um, when, when she was called out for use, just rinsing used needles, she stated, 
There was no difference. It was pointless. Haha, <laughs> joke. Uh, oh, so now she's a funny girl. <laughs> <laughs> she thought people would die before any uh, communicative diseases would be spread through needles. She was just loading it up with uh, Listerine or something. Well, this is gonna help <laughs> Fucking you. cold water, man. <sighs> there the was no difference in care between curable and incurable patient cases. Uh, modern medicine, we have triages that separate, like, oh, you're gonna make it, you sit here. You're not gonna make it. Play with this abacus. Mm. Nah, y'all fuck. Just put them in a fucking tent over there. The cot, the poop, <laughs> they got a poop hole. That's better than they have in the streets. They just poop in the streets. Now they have a poop hole. <laughs> yes. No, uh, no quarantines. No compartmentalization. You could be brought in for something like as simple as malnutrition, but your upper, but your upper bunkmate would be in there for like late stage tuberculosis, just dripping his body fluids all over you. Oh, gross. Mm. <laughs> the nuns were essentially just aspirin fairies. They would show up, throw pills down your throat, and be like, <laughs> see you tomorrow. It takes you hopefully. Hopefully. And above the sick and shabby cots, the nuns would place cheerful placards with bubbly typography that just read, I'm on my way to heaven. Oh, jeez. Oh, like, That's really fucked. I'd rather have one of those motivational posters above. It's like trying to help, but it's not working. It's like making it worse by seeing shit like that. Yes, Mike. Keep that in mind the entire episode, by the way. Yeah, she's like a saint at a Rob Zombie convention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rob Zombie looks just like fucking Jesus. She might have gotten the two confused. True. I mean, I'm just thinking she's pretty much the level of like medical expertise as like the 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 medical tent at the gathering. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Dude, you broke your leg. Here's some Fago. Put it on there. Go poop <laughs> yes, over that the Fago tree. in. And at the end of the day, if you got too sick, they would just drag your broken ass to the hospital. Oh, so so if the, they basically uh, did what they were supposed to at the last minute. Yeah. So if you really think about it, like, what is the function of your place? You're just an off-site waiting room for the hospital. Mm. Well, you'll probably get more sick. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> creating more patients. Yeah, because, like, they wouldn't separate. Like, there would be tuberculosis people playing in with people that would, you know, be more or less fine. Huh. Interesting. So, she secretly baptized Muslims and Hindus, believe it or not. While they were sleeping? <laughs> no, they were, they, they were delirious awake on their deathbeds. And hey lady, get Mother off Teresa me. would come in and ask you if you wanted paradise. And if she heard yes, or you gurgled something that sounded like an affirmative... She would, uh, she, she'd she'd super soak that ass with a little uh, water <laughs> over your head. Yeah, do it. It was holy water. Oh, wow, amazing. And they would, you know, sprinkle a little holy water under you, and under their breath, they would mutter, like, you know, final sacraments and all that. If, if you're an honest to goodness Muslim or Hindu, like, this might actually get you kicked out of your club's version of paradise if you got baptized. Uh, I don't buy any of it, so uh, <laughs> I don't really care that she made wet heads, but at the same time, it brought the fever down. It's a little disrespectful. Where's she yeah. getting this water from? The Ganges. Uh, uh, holy water. Where's she getting this water from? From soft, wet sponges she finds on the hospital floor. Yeah. You know you know, she didn't splurge for the, the Fiji water. That shit was Desani. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it also seemed the missionaries of charity were a little bit more missionary than charity. Mm. Uh, the, organiza the organization was constantly donated money to to help the less fortunate. But 
according to good old Catholic dogma, who can be least fortunate than non-Catholic heathens, right? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. This is all adding up. This all adds up. She sounds like a saint. A lot of money went not to the treatment, but the facilitation of suffering. Ibuprofen was used like antibiotics, and it was a fucking shit show. And while we're on the topic of suspect money management, uh, we're going to talk about really quickly Charles Keating. Uh, Mother Teresa took dirty money and private jet flights from embezzlement-prone, now-known con man, right-wing, religious fundamentalist, anti-porn advocate Charles Keating. Wait, what? Anti-porn? Yeah. I know. What the fuck? How dare he? Yes. He probably has porn on his private jets. Right? <laughs> Dude, I'm just saying, like, Brazzers, though? They wouldn't How have could it. you be against Brazzers? <laughs> it's the most charitable organization in America. <laughs> well, they certainly help the needy more than the church has ever done. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Cody. Hubs? You remember Pornhub's uh, Earth Day campaign? Yeah. Planting that trees. great. Yeah. Spreading the seed. Um, so Cody, wait, what, where are we at now? She's taking private jets in like 60s, 70s, 80s? Uh, we are in early 80s. Okay. So she's celebrity nun. She's basically like Guy she's, Fieri, she's, but she's not fun there. at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, you can think of it like that. Like, the private jet is her hot, is his, uh, hot rod. Right. Okay. Did she wear bowling shirts? <laughs> is that what her garb so. was with the blue and white? Was that just a cut-up bowling shirt? It's a Greek bowling shirt. I, <laughs> I like that. So, history doesn't know which of these uh, con, con artists were conning the other. It seems like Keating was using, and he won't be the first one to use Mother Teresa's image to get what she want, he wants, and Mother Teresa wasn't, Keating wasn't the first handout Mother Teresa took. They're just bedfellows when they really, really, really fucking shouldn't be, especially if one of them's, you know, a holier-than-thou figure. Who's on the bottom for missionary? I'm gonna say Teresa. Yeah, I'm gonna say Teresa. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that. And, you know, she doesn't have that upper core strength to a uh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew. Further on the topic of shitty money practices, this happened after way uh, Mother Teresa was way out of the picture. Spoilers: We're in the future a little bit, but uh, very recently, a nun and a social worker of the Missionaries of Charity were caught uh, baby selling. Oh, 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 what? Oh, no shit. What yeah, kind of baby? They were baby trafficking. Sold um, a baby for the equivalent of uh, 1900 US dollars. That's it? Was Good it price. to Bradgelina? I, I don't know. Ooh, maybe. She had, they Bradgelina. had like a whole brood of children. Yeah, man. They want to take care of them, give them a better life. And it I, makes sense. You know, you just sell the kid so they can go um, live in a... Uh, a house in LA with really rich parents that will ne- absolutely ne- neglect them yeah. and cause them alopecia later on through stress <laughs> and a neglectful environment. And yeah, uh, do you it's, know, it's much better than being in Calcutta playing yeah. with your friends. Yeah, I don't fun. know if uh, Nicholas Cage's baby is from Calcutta, but you know what Nicholas Cage named his son? Is it Cal L? Yeah, Cal L. <laughs> That's Superman's name. After Superman. <laughs> So, just disclosure, Mother Teresa, not directly involved in that fiasco, but still, the Missionaries of Charity was a beast of her creation, and who knows, it might have happened while uh, she was in the pilot seat, too. Oh, it definitely happened. It, it it certainly did. Dude, babies are being traded, like, all right, you ever played Digimon? Pogs. You ever played Digimon? Yeah. No. You know no. how they have different colors? I don't play games. Yeah. Pictures of them? Sure. That's like babies. And then you're like, hey, guess what? Um... 
my baby beats your baby. And then gotta traffic them all. Yeah, gotta traffic all the babies. Wait, did you just stop the show to explain to our listeners that some babies are different? <laughs> no. Just nah. like an overarching idea that this baby might be a little different from that baby. Dude, I thought babies are all the same at one point. I'm trying to enlighten them. Uh, okay. Oh, thanks. Hey, you're welcome. Great. Thanks for uh, roast mortem intelligence behind what comes out of vagina. This is pretty much a educational video, so I don't believe you, Cody. Let's get some more out a of you. Educational. <laughs> Yeah, All right. Like, She's in this dumpster fire tycoon typhoon of shit. Like, why do we remember her fondly? I mean, not us roast mortem, but like the general population's opinion. I don't know. What'd she do? Did she eat a lot of hot dogs? It was Nathan's the BBC, actually. The BBC off did the it? Reels, off the rails media hype. Oh, wow. And also, little, uh, little known fact, there might have been, uh, I don't know, Rampant boy fucking back in the day, and uh, the church needed a good decoy for that. So, oh, here comes Mother Teresa. Wow, <laughs> wowie, <laughs> what an adventure! Explain <laughs> it on her. It's like if the Vatican was Six Flags, and if priests were fucking children. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I was gonna say, wow. if, I was gonna say if priests were Donnie Park, and then what? Donnie Park Wildwater. Hey, Is that what they do already? <laughs> yes, they haven't given up, Mike. All right, so I think that if you want to make the analogy to amusement parks, the priests are Donnie Park, Wildwater Kingdom, Mother Teresa, Six Flags. Who the fuck's in the other Donnie Park, Wildwater Kingdom in the fucking Pennsylvania? Yeah, not if you got Nitro. Yeah, Nitro. <laughs> you got King to Car, Cam to Cream and King to oh, Car. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you got a Joker ride, you got six Batman rides, you got a Superman ride. Yeah, everyone's gonna forget about Donnie Park, Wildwater Kingdom. Right, which is where children are being molested by <laughs> Catholic Church. I don't think. Caveat: I don't know if children are actually being molested there, but that's our analogy. Well, oh, nice caveat. Look, it's not funny, but water parks are fun. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Splash diseased. Yeah. So the analogy is uh, t for the listeners. Yeah. it's And it doesn't make sense, and I know that now. It makes absolute sense, dude. I'm a PhD of sense-making. I really have been thinking about what you said. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's not funny, but you know what is fun? Water parks. We should go to Splash Splash tomorrow. All right, Cody, yeah. tell... Tell us about the water park oh that Mother Teresa opened. <laughs> you got it. All right. The BBC. Looking for a little ratings bump. Fucking sweeps week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Travel logs, exotic documentaries were all the fucking rage. They're the hip thing to go to. So the BBC sends a TV crew into Calcutta for a documentary filming. And this British TV crew toured the Missionaries of Charity, or, as I like to call them, Houses for the Dying. And they went about filming the poor pre-mortem schmucks in these dim, poorly lit hovels. And may come as a surprise, but there was no electrical infrastructure in these holes, believe it or not. Oh. Mm. I don't... I, yeah, I do actually believe that. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things I believe. Can I ask a question, though? So BBC goes over there. Mm -hmm. The first thing they tried to do with Mother Teresa, they brought her on Top Gear, but she did so terribly <laughs> in the average car around the track that they no, mixed yeah. the episode. The Stig beat the shit out of her. The Stig actually got out of the car. He got road rage. Yeah. Just fucking pummeled <laughs> her into the fucking hood. Yeah. I, I thought sense. you were going to say, like, the Stig got out of the car and sprinted faster than Mother Teresa com <laughs> completed the lap. They should probably check if they have driver's licenses before they invite them on top gear yeah so this bbc is showing up they're like look at this place look they're trying 
They're trying. Oh, they don't have lights. They don't <laughs> have They're force. trying. They yeah. got wet naps, and that's about it. Yeah. Like, so no fucking lights. And I don't know if you know anything about filming, but light very important to filming. The producers were very afraid of having murky, undetailed shots and no usable footage. Mm. And, you know, it's a, you know, worst case scenario of a shoot. Like, nothing came through. Yeah, that's why we do a Huge waste of time and money. Yeah. The BBC producers were biting their nails and clenching their butts and just hoping for fucking something to be usable for their documentary. After the film came back, after being developed and it was screened, there was an incredible amount of stunning detail, even in the dimmest stretches and corners of the building. Almost if there was a deific will at work shedding light on the situation. Oh, is this a margarine? A miracle? I can't believe it's not butter, but it, it is, it's butter. Yeah, I, I can't believe it's not miracle. Yeah, that's that's a good subtitle for this. Dude, that's episode. a sick miracle. Like, oh my god, dude, our film came out great. <laughs> it's real cool. We did our job. Look at all the detail. Oh my god, those people look fucked up. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. The producers hailed it as a divine aura, initially unseen by the naked, shitty mortal huh. eye. <laughs> yeah, claimed, I'm, I'm upset too. <laughs> they claimed Mother Teresa and her selfless endeavors were the sources of this holy light. Mm. BBC marketed the documentary as having a 100% authentic real McCoy miracle captured on film. Okay, sounds like There's, a numbers piece. Yeah, also, yeah. have you seen the infomercial for the titty bear? That's a miracle. <laughs> it hugs your titties and makes sure you don't get hurt by the seatbelt. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's like very those. true. It's made a lot of miracles. Where, whereas, in reality, a cameraman had swapped in Kodak's latest low-light film stock. Oh! Uh, and we have this guy on public record saying, Yeah, I did it. <laughs> but it's still sold as a miracle. Like People ate it up, right? Oh, yeah. The cameraman's confession did not stop the media from going apeshit over it. Wait, they were promoting her as, like, healing those people in the film shots? Yeah, and because the film came back looking so good, uh, even though they were shooting in near dark, they thought that was a miracle. So basically, uh, the cameraman said that he had purchased low-light film. Right. And a bunch of people who don't know anything about film were like, that is certainly a miracle, because I have oh, yeah. seen Star Wars. I have seen the lightsabers. I know these things, and I'm not taking it back. Miracles, number one. Live long, prosper, you son of a bitch, Jesus. Let's do it. Let's drink some Mountain Dew. Let's get on this mountain, you motherfucker. Calcutta all day. Yeah, no. Have you ever seen that insane clown posse song called Miracles? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's well, a real miracle. That's a real miracle. And also, why don't we have St. Kodak? For making Good that question. making that precious moment possible. Oh my goodness! So, like Tom was saying, if low light photography is enough to warrant a fucking miracle, I would like to jump into like a fucking time machine and sh show these slack jawed fucktards some like current day VFX. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, you see how it looks like Tom Cruise has a soul behind his eyes. Yeah, miracle, dude. You <laughs> see that fucking creature? That's an actual real creature called Jar Jar Binks, and it moves and talks. And it says, Misa want cheese. <laughs> and it goes to the boss nasty. He's like, I want chili. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. Yeah. Hands down, miracle. <laughs> Definitely a miracle. Mm -hmm. So it's too late. BBC viewers were convinced that Mother Teresa was a fucking living saint. Now, I hate that term because saints can't be alive. Like, hey, you got to die. These are the these are the these are your own rules. You have to fucking follow them. Eh, lighten up, Cody. Come on, <laughs> come on, man. Anyone can live and die. Anyone can die. Who cares, man? 
<laughs> Lighten up. <laughs> it's the 20th century. Yeah. Lighten up, brah. Dude, my mother, total saint. She's alive. <laughs> <laughs> By 1997, the missionaries of charity were 4,000 sisters strong. Sisters oversaw orphanages, hospices, and charities all over the creation just because of Kodak film. Oh, yes. You know what? You know what's funny? Talking about films and Mother Teresa. When I think of Mother Teresa, like, uh, this is just like a straight up, like, if you had to throw, what's that thing where you, like, name something? If you're like Mother Teresa and you think of something real quick. A stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness. If I had to do the stream of consciousness with her. All right, hold on. Mother Teresa. Pierce Brosnan. Really? For whatever reason, I think I think of James Bond, oh, Pierce James Brosnan. Bond. That cheesy... Why? I don't know, it's like the same time period as the 90s. I mean, that, I guess that, Mother Teresa could pass for like a Bond villain. Hold no. on, let me try. Mike, Mother Teresa. Painting. Okay, Cody, Mother Teresa. Greek yogurt. Ugh. Mm. Tom, you, like you the Greek white and blue. Yeah. Hey, Tom, yeah. Mother Teresa. Pamela Anderson. What?! How do you get that? I don't know. They're like the opposite. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Good save. Good save. Uh, I mean, I feel like she would be, you know, she would be as wrinkly if they didn't fucking stretch her. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, fi- if you find the nozzle on Mother Teresa and just blow enough air into her, she turns into <laughs> Pamela Anderson. Maybe a little darker, but that's a regional thing. <laughs> okay. Okay, Cody. Where were we? Yeah, we were talking yeah. about Kodak films in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, now we're, like, it's fucking weird, because just because of, like, this one BBC exposure, she's getting all of these fucking praise and awards, and amongst those rewards were the Jewel of India, and that's the highest, uh, honor bestowed on Indian civilians, and she also got, uh, the now-defunct Soviet Union's gold medal. Of Soviet peace. That's a collector's That's nice. piece. I'd, if you have one of those, I'd hold on to it. Yeah, bring <laughs> it on. on the wall. Bring that on to uh, Antique Roadshow. But criticisms arose when she was never in Calcutta uh, in half the time. She was off taking photo ops with people. Uh, in 86, she was hanging out with the Reagans and, you know, taking similar photo ops and not actually helping the fucking poor. Well, you gotta shake hands to get hand jobs. <laughs> yeah. And we we said the Reagans in, uh, but she we said she made nice with the Reagans, but she also had a bad habit of playing nice with other dictators too. Ooh, Kim Jong's? No, not him. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know anything about the Duvalier family? Anyone? No. 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 Uh, amidst a Haitian turmoil and power struggles, uh, there were oppressive government figureheads called the Duvalier dynasty, and they're known for being oppressive. Uh, power grabby. They think presidents should serve for life. This is in Haiti? Haiti, yeah. Presidential, Haitian presidential power should go unchecked, and anything less than 100% loyalty are grounds for termination, litigation, and hey, a little bit of political torture. Yeah, and, and Teresa's like, you want some missionary? And well, they're like, fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she's a saint. She doesn't judge. You know, she Not doesn't, saint, get, just, she doesn't yeah, get political. She's a holier-than-thou figure. She just wants to watch people starve. It's <laughs> yeah. not about politics. It no. doesn't matter if she's uh, watching socialists starve or uh, knaves of the feudal realm. doesn't yeah. matter. You just wants to watch people starve. You want this banana, child? Ooh, you gotta earn it. Give well, me some Hail Marys. I'm gonna nibble on it first. <laughs> and in contrast to all this fuckery afoot in the Duvalier family, Mother Teresa still described them as a family full of love. Mm. And there was nothing wrong with them. 
Well, you can replace love with cash anytime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. exactly, Tom. Thank you for foreshadowing and bringing me to my next point. Uh, after Mother Teresa played nice and posed for all these photo ops, uh, a Duvalier family member donated some shady amount of money to the missionaries of charity, somewhere between $1,000 and a million. Ah. Hmm. So that's a shady fucking figure. Yeah, that's weird. I forgot how many zeros I added. <laughs> Do you know how many zeros I've added? It's not for the dog. It's called the Haitian it's, reach around. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And here we have Mother Teresa kind of rocking the influencer hat long before the turn of the millennium. Oh, was it that one of those hey, weird... I'll take a picture with your stuff. It's one of those weird nun hats that look like, a, like you're wearing a sock on your head. They're basically just table runners. Yeah. Yeah. So you should go at her if your uh, fish taco truck needs a boost in business. You mm. follow her vlog. Hey guys, I'm Mother Teresa. How are you doing? So I just tried this new makeup product, and it burnt my face, but I like suffering, so cool. <laughs> oh my hey gosh, guys, guys. we like, talk about chemical burned faces in a minute. Yeah, like, subscribe, share, uh, and you can subscribe or something. Teresa. I don't know if I want to push the average influencer or Mother Teresa down a set of stairs more. <laughs> oh, just do Mother know. Teresa. It kills both. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. All right, so how is she an influencer? She plays nice with dictators and takes their money. Okay. And another dictator she did it with, well, he was dead at the time, but Enver Hoxha, communist dictator, hard-ass notorious for wrestling away land and property from the Albanian people. She was caught uh, cleaning his grave, doing prayers, and putting nice little flowers all over it. Oh, good. Ooh. I hope they were the edible flowers, too. <laughs> edible arrangement? Mm -hmm. I hope it was the smokable flowers. So at the end of her public eye glory days, she rank, she raked in a Presidential Medal of Freedom, a Congressional Gold Medal, and believe it or not, even a Nobel Peace Prize. What? Wow, cool, man. She's got quite the collection. I mean, Alfred Nobel invented yeah. dynamite. So. Yeah, but he felt bad about it. That's oh, yeah. why he made the Peace Prize. Well, you know what? You <laughs> can feel bad about it, but you know, you can say, like, hey, I just invented dynamite. I blew someone's leg off. Oh, I feel bad about it. <laughs> the Peace Prize was for recognition in her work of bringing help to suffering humanity. And I fucking absolutely love this because it could also be read as helping humanity suffer. <laughs> well, in her mind, she's it? doing the right thing. Uh, maybe, Mike. Oh, maybe she knew, dog. That's the M. Night Shyamalan twist. He's like, mm. I knew that bitch was a ghost! Jesus Christ, we haven't peaked all episodes. I knew that oh, bitch wow. was a ghost the whole time! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bruce Willis, stupid idiot. <laughs> That's right. All right, well, uh, so tell us more, Cody. She's exhibiting these inappropriate levels of forgiveness towards, like these shithead dictators and it even extends to shithead corporations who knows anything about the union carbide spill um was that coca-cola it was union carbide was that but uh yeah but uh coca-cola that's carbonated <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you okay yeah tom's got it uh 1984 union carbide is a volatile chemical plant and the corporation is pretty much known for not giving a fuck, being negligent and cover-up-y. And a little bit of their water got into a chemical tank it shouldn't have gotten into. Mm-hmm. And that created a big old fun cloud of methyl, methyl isocyanate. 
Like and that monster. was released as a huge enveloping gas cloud. Yeah. And this shit is heavier than air, so it stuck around. If you ran from it, you ended up breathing more of it in. And because it was heavier than air, you couldn't hit the deck and crawl out of the cloud. And this resulted in half a million injuries and 3,000 deaths. Hell yeah. Not yet. What? what? Hell yeah. You're really tired, aren't you? Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> You're like, hell yeah. I'm going to be listening to a single thing you just said about this human tragedy. Dude, don't. No, it's not good. Hell no. <laughs> Thanks. Hell no, because it caused asphyxiation, vomiting, and miscarriages in the area rose by 300%. Jeez. And it goes down in the book as one of the worst industrial accidents of all history. How were the dividends Whoops. that quarter? Not not great. Bad. Very bad. Because the administrators were suspect of tampering with the evidence logs and trying to cover it up in the end. And Mother Theresa's like, ah, oh, chemical burns! Yeah, you just need an aspirin! <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be broken. <laughs> yeah, to Mama Teresa, that was 500,000 broken bodies right in her neighborhood of India. She is moister than an oyster at this point. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's good. That should be your so, new catchphrase, dude. <laughs> sure. So right now, Pick up line. I'm. Th- <laughs> this is where she's turned the proverbial fourth cheek, and she's agape with a figurative goatsy right now. Oh, jeez. Mm. Because she's she's quoted as saying, "This could have been an accident. It is like a fire that could break out anywhere. That is why it's important to forgive. Forgiveness offers us a clean heart, and people will be a hundred times better for it." Don't forgive that shit! No! Never forgive that shit. I forgive all of you guys. This is what they want you to do. They want you to forgive the globalists and just let them sleep next to you while Amazon's listening all the time. Alexa sounds like a good name, but she's ready to kill your babies. That's what happens when you let the globalists in your house. And you got Mother Teresa over here. She's a wrapped up meatball, and here's a bottle of aspirin, and it will take care of everything. Hell yeah! <laughs> wow, Tom, killing babies. Thank you for segueing to my next point. Oh, I keep doing things by accident. It's <sighs> amazing. So, do you know who Mother Teresa didn't forgive? Um, Purgatory bitches. The the oh the babies uh, babies unborn. who died uh, babies who died uh, before getting baptized. Is that purgatory? Uh, she didn't forgive no. mothers for killing the fetus babies. Uh, so she abortion. Didn't, she wasn't a pro-choice woman, is what. You're uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, really. I, I, on, a, on a level of one to Mother Teresa, I'd probably say she's Mother Teresa on abortion. Yeah, very good. Well, <laughs> well put, Travis. <laughs> she went on public record in India, Ireland, and the Americas, professing the single largest threat to world peace was abortions. Well, she's not wrong. I, I don't. I, I don't understand this. <laughs> I, I, I can't make heads or tails of this fuckery. The greatest destroyer of love and peace is abortion, which is war against the child. War against the child. Childs can't even stand up. Praise yeah, Hosanna! Praise Hosanna! Don't have eyes. Praise Hosanna! Don't have teeth. Praise Hosanna! Touch my legs. Well, what really <laughs> needs to be done is we need to arm fetuses. Yeah. So they can make the decision. (laughs) (laughs) Like, in her mind, I think Mother Teresa is, like, envisioning a mother calling an airstrike on her vagina. And the fetus is, like, fox holed up, rocking a bayonet. And it's, like, the battle of the baby bulge. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. 
and baby bullshit. You know, PSA from Cody right now, if you know anything about abortions, if you introduce abortion into an area or a socioeconomic place, crime and bad things generally go down because, like, there's more resources available and good stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's a debatable thing, but she was a real hard ass about it, you know? Oh, she was such a hard ass. Dude, that's one thing. When you have an abortion of a baby child, it could grow up to have a hard ass. And you just don't even know. So <laughs> until, most, until one day when you say, "Oh, uh, yeah, come over here, sit on my lap. I'm showing you something." <laughs> Holy shit, that's a hot ass! What the hell is that, dude? You got two rocks in that in those jeans. I was gonna abort you. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> exactly. Now get out there and find me a cat. <laughs> All right. I mentioned this would happen at the three quarters mark, but somebody asked me how she did. Uh, uh, Mike, why don't you do it tonight? Cody, how did she die? <clears throat> Mother Teresa is quoted as such. By blood, I am Albanian. By citizenship, I am Indian. By faith, I am Catholic. As to my heart, I belong entirely to Jesus. So, her shitty Jesus heart had a motherfucking massive cardiac episode in 83 while visiting Pope John Paul. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. What John they Paul up, Jones. They were out uh, playing billiards and it just hit her? <laughs> Yeah, that's how it happens. Ugh. And another fucking heart attack in 89. Severe enough for a pacemaker to go in. What was she eating? Nothing. That's the problem. <laughs> I think another she... few in 96. Jeez. Okay. And this freaked the church out to the point where the church greenlit an exorcism. You know, really? asked the cardiac demon to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Your heart is possessed. You shouldn't be going to Taco Bell three times a day, Teresa. <laughs> the devil's inside those tacos. She had heart attacks, not butthole attacks, Travis. Eh, close enough. <laughs> uh, the, the cardiac demon did not fuck off, so she tapped out of holy options and went for the good old heart surgery. But Why didn't she go to one of her medicine places? <laughs> right? Oh, no, she didn't. The little hypocrite fucking didn't. Oh, wow, yeah. But oh. there was no avail. She died on September 5th. 1997 and her last will and testament called for the eradication of all her personal notes and correspondence <laughs> what so the bitch was on her deathbed like uh, clear my browser history <coughs> delete my hentai folder please wait well, who was the guy that we did who did the same thing oh Hugh Hefner you know the rapist yeah, yeah he <laughs> did yeah. that him and Bill Kays. Yeah, yeah. Hanging well, out. You know, he held on to Bill yeah, Cosby's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, instead of her personal diaries being destroyed, they were published. Mm. It's a miracle. Miracle! <laughs> I get those verbs confused all the time. <laughs> Publish, destroy. Ooh, okay. Got it. So, what is the dirty, juicy, succulent secret this hag is hiding from the world? Kink.com account. In the last two decades of, the, of her life, she wasn't feeling it. She wasn't feeling the whole holy thing. She was a non-believer for the last 20 years of her life. <gasps> really? Oh, a non-believer yeah. of Jesus? Nope. She wasn't feeling the Jesus anymore. Ooh. Did she believe in anything? No. I'll quote you a bit right here. Where is my faith? Even deep down, right in there, there is nothing but emptiness and darkness. My God, how painful is this unknown pain? I have no faith. I dare not utter the words and thoughts that crowd my heart and make me suffer untold agony. 
You know, when your heart is as dark as that, you know what you are? You're a money-making machine. Yeah! I tell you something. You get out there and you fucking exploit every avenue you can. She made a killing. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad she was a Catholic. She could have started a megachurch. Yeah. She could have been like... You know what? We got this three-part survival kit. It one we have this shovel on it. It says Jesus is our Lord, <laughs> and then on this side we have uh, some gack, <laughs> and that'll help what? you from from when the angels come down and tell you to go to jail. Yeah, there's a ten payment plan. Yeah. Ooh. So all of this human suffering she prolonged in order to get closer to Jesus was reduced down and concentrated into a measly thimble of jack shit. It didn't mean anything at the end of her life. Mm, wow. Uh, Cody, I have one little more factoid for you. Yeah, yeah, go on. Um, she saw the AIDS crisis as a blessing from God. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because, because, you know, gays suck. Come on, let's be real. Ha. Huh. I'm, I'm joking. Are okay. you channeling <laughs> Teresa? It's a miracle. Teresa, yeah. <laughs> I'll exercise Tom. Yeah, she she saw gay people as lesser than, and was very happy when the AIDS thing was happening during oh, the eighties. That probably Just, that probably gave uh, Ronald Reagan a little stiffy. Oh, dude, he was stiff all day. He's like, out, he didn't know why too, because he had Alzheimer's. <laughs> So he was just hard, and he's just like, what's going on, everyone? Did I just walk to a room? Do I know you? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that sucks. So, yeah, all that suffering <laughs> right. for nothing. Like, Jeez. you know what I mean? A pretty dark life. So, in comparison to Nazis from Operation Paperclip, they facilitated human suffering for the pursuit of greater knowledge. Wow, dude, are you actually wanna, going here right now? You're I don't want to defend going. Nazis. I'm not defending Nazis. Uh, okay. But the fucking research that came out was fucking useful and not a personal pursuit. So you're saying Mother Teresa is... Mother Teresa worse than Nazis. Saying it right here. Whoa! Okay. Most of them cast. You heard it first. <laughs> right here. Because all of her suffering was shoveled. Like, it was all for nothing on her deathbed. Here's a bunch of medical... Uh, books that you're going to use for the rest of Western medicine yeah. history. You know what? If you're against smoking tobacco, the natural plant that is uh, providing so much care for America across the world, America across the world, all of our research came from Nazis dissecting Jews. It's very true. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well. So everyone smokes cigarettes. If you don't want to be a Nazi, smoke cigarettes. I don't know if that works like that. Yeah, it works we, like that, dude! Are we going to have Richard Spencer on the show now? What is going on here? This is awful. Uh, <laughs> he can't, he canceled yesterday. I couldn't get him. Oh, Jesus. Well, there you go. Roast Mortem fans, uh, thanks for doing this with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a weird ending. I guess we're smoking cigarettes. Yeah, there's a little, little bit more. we got to talk about her fucking shitty sainthood, because that only happens post-mortem. Oh, okay. okay. So, every saint needs fucking miracles, right, boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go fishing for miracles. Kodak. <laughs> Very good, Travis. Number one. I was about to say, uh, it was weird how uh, miracles, you know, tapered off a little bit when, uh, you know, camcorders were commercially available. But uh, let's see what we have to work with for Mother Teresa. Don't right? you have to have three for you to be a saint? Isn't yep. it? There's like a, right? Yeah. Oh, for normal cases? Yeah, Travis, you're exactly on the nose. Yeah, because yeah, I remember there was one saint I read about, and it was literally like, he needed one more. And it was like, 
he dreamt about like catching this fish in a lake and they like pulled it out of the lake and it wasn't the right fish and like they showed it to him he's like oh it's a bass and it was actually a snapper and they're like oh okay it's a bass now what a miracle (laughs) what a miracle (laughs) he transmuted species miracle how the magnets work so uh yeah what did he did she have a pet otter or something like saint kevin a real saint oh ready for this yeah a french girl who suffered broken ribs in a vehicular accident touched a locket bearing mother Teresa's likeness and her ribs were miraculously mended all right so the they cat- were just bruised yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no 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 the, ca- the the catch was her ribs were divinely mended oh. in the same time frame they would have taken to naturally mend oh no oh, miracle miracle yeah you can't argue with this praise be yeah <laughs> Uh, a Palestinian girl recovered from bone cancer. That's that's quite a step up. Yeah, that's a big one, uh, actually. Okay. She recovered from bone cancer after having a vision of Mother Teresa. Uh, this vision happened late at night during REM sleep. Mm. So, yeah. Miracle. How is, how is Mother Teresa involved with this uh, remission case? Miracle. One of the times I... And, okay. Oh, we got another miracle? Oh, you need three, right, Travis? Well, but that's three. Kodak! <laughs> Oh, Kodak didn't count. That oh, okay. was that was while she was alive. Okay. And no, lastly, but, but Cody, co- canonization doesn't work like that. You need three while you're alive. Yeah, and then it, all, and then you, uh, and then they sit on it for about ten years. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked into it. It was like all the rules were fucking broken for Mother Teresa. You need to wait five or ten years after you're dead. Oh, they expedited the, her. Yeah, it was she, ten, it was ten yeah. years, and then they yeah. expedited her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she needed she needed something like eighteen months before she was declared a saint from her death. Well, the Pope was just like, "Oh shit, I heard about the internet. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to go over well. Let's fucking yeah, let's get, get those saints out. Get those saints out." <laughs> Uh, third miracle in, in question, or fourth, depending if you count Kodak, happened in 98. Again, the same locket of Mother Teresa's crusty mug cured a woman's stomach cancer. And that maybe might have been impressive if this person wasn't also seeking doctor's help in getting rid of her cancer. Miracle. It's I've like seen commercials miracle. like this and late at night sometimes. And the patient's husband mm. even went on to public record to say, like, uh, my wife's doctor's cured her, not the pendant. <laughs> But oh, bing man. bong, there you go, too late. Mother Teresa was canonized by Pope Frankie September 4th, 2016. Wow. She was only canonized in 2016? Yeah. yeah really? That was a rush job. Oh, okay. It was less than 10 years. Expedited. It was eight, eight like years? Or something like that? Huh. Jeez. Wow. Damn. Uh, did I mean, it would have been a miracle if she got less wrinkly. If she used some fucking retinol if cream. Pam Anderson up. Maybe yeah. fucking. There you go. She just, turned into Pam and a- Pamela Anderson. Yeah, just find that hole and then put the air, uh, the hair dryer <laughs> on it for long enough and gain a few inches and a few bra sizes. You know, get going. Yeah. So uncreatively enough, she's simply called as Saint Teresa of Calcutta, and I feel of Calcutta is a pretty boring thing to be a patron saint of. Wait, is that her uh, sainthood? Is just she's good with Calcutta? Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's of it's it. It's really boring. Wait, but what is her specialty? Don't isn't he Saint Calcutta, Avis? Calcutta, man. <laughs> oh, okay, she's just from being around. You know, <laughs> that's probably if I was a saint, that's yeah, I'd be Saint Tom from around here. Yeah, Saint <laughs> Tom from around here. I like that. <laughs> and just just to let you know how anemic uh, that sainthood is, 
Uh, I looked up some of the cooler patron saints. Uh, Saint Adrian of Nicodemia. Saint of arms dealers, butchers, and soldiers. Fuck yeah. Sick. It's pretty cool. Saint Armand. Saint of brewers and bartenders. Fuck yeah. Tap it. And my personal (laughs) favorite, Saint Genesius. Saint of comedians and lawyers. Comedians and lawyers. That seems very weird. That's a rough topic from 2019. They don't get along anymore. (laughs) I mean, the I feel that'd make a good sitcom pairing. Like I'm a saint, you're a lawyer, we're roommates. Ha ha. That would be fun. Yeah, it's like friends, but like reverse roles. Wow, I just came up with an idea. Can someone pitch this? Does anyone know anyone? A network exec. All right, so you yeah, my buddy Chaz. But the roles are reversed. So usually the lawyer is the one making money, yeah. but he's doing it for a non-for-profit, and the comedian's Ooh. making this money. But he has a thing where he can't live without a roommate, because he's got like a compulsive order, right? Yeah. It's like the odd couples, but backwards. Dude, are you channeling Chuck, whatever the fuck his name is, Laurie? Chuck Laurie? No, I'm actually, um, I'm channeling Norman Lear, responsible for Maud and uh, Good Times. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. And let's go back to my initial question to all of y'all. What would you like to be the patron saint of? I'm sticking with around here. That's pretty good. Patron saint of taquitos. Dude, that's that's pretty sick. I'd probably be like patron saint of things that sit too heavy in your stomach. Oh, I like that. Like you eat like a big ass burrito. I'm a patron saint of that. You ate too much Chinese food. Patron saint of that. What about you, Cody? Uh, I would like to be the patron saint of pastries. I feel like that's pretty cool. So we kind of overlap there a little bit. You two be pastries. Oh, are you, yeah, are you yeah. trying to get on my turf of sainthood, dude? No, no, no. Like what the some, fuck some you, dude? Fuck you. <laughs> no, fuck you, dude. No, 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 dude. Dude, like, don't get like, in my sainthood. I'm going to send some archangels after your ass, dude. Hosanna. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's like six or seven saints of soldiers. Isn't a taquito also a pastry? Dude, we're starting a this war. Is this, is a second, this is revelations right now, dude. I'm going to take this you episode want a war? out on Bring Holy it, Wars. <laughs> well... There you go. Mother Teresa. Saint Mother Teresa. Oh, yeah. Well, she, uh, Cody, I think I agreed with what you said about her being worse than Nazis. I, well, I do. Well, if there was it's more bad, people man. doing it. Yeah. She had a bit, She only had 4,000 people working under. Yeah, How many true. did the Nazis have? Yeah, too many. A lot. A lot. Think a about lot that. Many. I don't Cody, like that. I th- you are certainly onto something. Mm. I, I like to think I try. <laughs> did she have a sweet, sweet ass symbol? What's up? Did she have a symbol? A symbol? Was it just cross? Just cross, dude. Okay, so we should just ban cross. Just... It was like the blue and white habit was her uh, symbol, yeah. I guess. The Calcutta flag. Yeah. Ooh. I think. I don't know. Who cares? All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, fuck you, Mother Teresa. Thank you for <laughs> listening to Rose Morton Podcast. Yeah. Praise be to Kodak Film. Yeah. Also, I always thought she was Italian because all the Italians like Mother Teresa. I like it was pasta. She was Spanish. Yeah, your pasta fazool. It's like Mother Teresa's. It came right out of a fat roll. Hey. <laughs> she was so skinny, dude. You could blow her over. Dude, but she had rolls. It was skinny rolls. No, dude. No one has skinny rolls. Dude, she had skinny rolls on her face. T- those are wrinkles. Those are That's wrinkles. That's called skinny rolls. Like my Papa Mama John. Yeah, no man. Papa John. All right. Before this gets any worse, <laughs> thanks again for listening. I'm Tom. Yeah, you follow us social media stuff. So we got Roast Mortem. Papa John. Yeah. Go to the Patreon. Give us money. I'll sh- Patreonist. I'm going to buy some some heavy food for Travis. Taquitos. Oh! Oh, just yeah. like a mamma mia, man. A hot papa, yeah. hot to pocket. 
Just talk go over be our, him. Go be our Patreon saint. A hot bucket off of me! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, Shane, thank you, Shane, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane, thank you, Shane, thank you, Shane. Love you, bye. Hot for me, I know.